Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that will draw both eyes and compliments. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short-sleeve, moisture-wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Use promo code PNF20 to save 20% off your jig order. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. All right, welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast. I'm your host, Josh. On today's final cast, I have the Basquatch Hunter himself, Mike McKinstry. I brought Mike on today's episode, and we are going to talk feel-free kayaks. Mike, how's it going today? I'm doing good, and I'm going to go ahead and add that to your intro right there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm doing good, man. Uh, weather is warming up here in Michigan. It's about 31 today, which is a positive sign for us here, so uh, it's not a bad day. Yeah. I am struggling with some serious cabin fever and lack of fishing right now. Yeah, I haven't been out in over a month because we've been in this weird in between where it's cold enough to not be able to go out open water fishing, but it's not safe enough ice to go ice fishing. So we're in this weird limbo for like a month now. Yeah, it's I can't stand it, man. Uh, like I live in Ohio and I literally call this place the armpit of the United States sometimes, especially when it comes to weather. But, <laughs> you know, like so- I... <laughs> yeah, I just saw, I always think about like, oh, I, we got to move. We got to move south. And then I'm like, all of our friends and family are here, though. Like, they'd be yeah. so mad if my wife and kids left. But, you know, it might have to happen someday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I brought Mike on, like I said before. We're going to talk about feel-free kayaks. Um, I don't think that this kayak company gets enough love in the industry. Um, I, I agree. You know. And I have one of my best friends, shout out Nate Mahaffey. He's uh, from day one. He's been in a feel free. He's got the uh, feel free lure 13.5 and he loves that boat, man. And I've, 
I have a Kusa HD and him and I spend a lot of times on the rivers. And I always thought when he first got that boat, I'm like, dude, that thing's a yacht for a river, especially <laughs> our rivers. They're, they're, they're sort of small and very, not very wide, but uh, he's actually an excellent paddler and he does really well. And the one thing I've always been really impressed with that boat is its stability. And, you know, the feel free, in my opinion, has a lot of innovative products and features with their kayaks that have kind of set the bar in some of these other companies. You know, a lot of times I've, I've seen these things that are popping up and feel free who have been already doing it. And so what we're going to do is I'm going to have Mike go ahead and give a little bit of history, just general history about feel free and, and uh, what they're about. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, so, well, first thing, thank you for having me on again, man. I, I love this podcast. I'm a big fan. Um, so I appreciate you having me on and I agree with you, man. Feel free. Doesn't get enough love. And, um, uh, they get a lot of love by the people that use them. They don't get a lot of love from the people that don't know them. And it's because, um, they've been kind of like this cool, like underdog, in my opinion, in the kayak industry where they've been solid, they've been steady, they've been strong, but they've kind of been under the radar, um, which I kind of like in a way it's like a little hidden secret for us feel free users, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. everyone hears the big names and don't they don't realize that Feel Free's right up there too. It's same same quality and same features as all the other kayaks do, and there's trade-offs. But um, yeah, Feel Free's a, an amazing brand, and and they started out more in the whitewater industry too, um, like a lot of other brands did. And then they saw the trend coming with fishing kayaks, and you know they had the Moken, which was um, you know their flagship boat. You know the Moken was it still is like an incredible boat, and um, it's a skinnier, narrower boat, more nimble. And that was like that, in my opinion, at least that's what launched them into the fishing world is their Moken series. And then, um, about four years ago now, I think it was, they jumped in with the lure series. And if you're not familiar with the lure series, um, or anybody listening, at least that is one of the most comfortable kayaks I've ever said. Like that seat is what sold me when I was looking at kayaks. I, I spent eight months researching all the kayaks in the world that I could. And, you know, back then there wasn't 55 options like there are now there was like six, but um, spent eight months sitting in all these other kayaks and I sat in that feel free and it just, the seat sold me. And I know there's trade-offs, like there's some things I didn't like about it compared to some other ones, but that seat is, I was like, I'm sitting in that seat all day. Like I need something that's comfortable. Um, so the lure series came out and just catapulted them in the fishing world and just, it set, it set the bar for, you know, comfortability and stability in the boat world. So, um, you know, feel freeze came a long way. Now they have some amazing flagship boats in the, in the fishing industry. And, and it's amazing what they're coming out with. And, you know, I, I, I just, I look forward to seeing what they do from the years to come too. They have a great team. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Um, yeah, my buddy, Nate, he loves that seat. And I always laughed cause I'm like, dude, that thing is going to stink. It's just got so much cushion. Like it gets <laughs> wet, right. but yeah. And, uh, and, but you know, like he, he's never had any problems being uncomfortable in that boat whatsoever. And, you know, everybody else sort of has like that, uh, it's not really canvas. It's sort of like canvas, but it's, you know, it's kind of mixed with nylon or something plasticky like that. But, you know, feel free seats really look like they have some good cushion to them. And yep. um, like the only gripe that I ever seen Nate have was that the seat would like to drop down sometimes like on its own. Um, yeah, and it's loosen up. And, and that's the thing that I always tell people when they buy those kayaks too, is there's a lot of moving parts in that seat. And whenever you have a lot of moving parts and you mix that with the waves and the trailering and all this stuff like that, they're going to vibrate loose. So the first thing you do when you get one of those kayaks is you take the, the there's three bolts on each side. You, they're Allen bolts. You take them out, you put blue lock tight on them. 
not red because it's permanent, put blue Loctite on them and put them back in, you'll never have an issue again. So if those, those, um, the teeth bolts is what I call them, the bolts that hold the teeth of the seat together, if they loosen up yeah. a little bit, open up. So it'll fall, it'll drop on its own sometimes because it'll be loose. But yeah, it's something I, I learned the hard way too. And I was like, oh, you just put Loctite and I've never had a problem again in, you know, three years. So yeah, that's, that, that's a common thing I hear about this. Yeah. You hear that, Nate? Blue Loctite. <laughs> Fix it. <laughs> Cause it's hilarious, man. I'll be fishing next to him all of a sudden here and it's a seat <laughs> dropping down. And, <laughs> and I'm like, well, there goes the spot. <laughs> Sounds like you just dropped an anvil in the water, buddy. Yeah. Um, so what's the current lineup that you guys got going on for your uh, fishing kayaks? Um, so it's, it's incredibly exciting. You know, feel free has been, been growing and shaking things up like crazy in the last couple of years. So, um, right now the the biggest boat that we have like the the by size by you know by weight by everything is the feel free dorado it's kind of like the top of the line that's uh that's what i would call the cadillac of the feel free lineup and the dorado is i've been using that for about two years now and that boat is a beast i mean it's a it's heavy it's big but man it's like an island when you're on the water <laughs> you know it's kind of like a lot of the other big boats in that class too where they're over 100 pounds and um yeah. It's got everything you can think. It's got built-in lighting, so you have interior lighting, you have exterior lighting, all built-in pre-wired. Um, there's a built-in battery box that's pre-wired with fuses and everything with terminals on it. All you do is, um, or terminal connectors on it, all you do is put your battery of choice in the back, plug it in, and everything's ready to go. It's got hot leads pre-ran for a fish finder up front. Um, it comes with the pedal drive, the overdrive system. Um, it's got the wheel and the keel. I mean, it's just, it, the Dorado is literally like, that's like, I don't want to say it's like the lazy man version, but it's the most comfortable where you could fall. Like I fall asleep in that thing all the time. Like, I don't know how many times I've been sitting there fishing. I just wake up. I'm like, uh, all right, how long was I out? Like I look at my watch and I'm like, all right, my stuff's still here. I'm good. All right. And, uh, it's just so comfortable. Um, so that would be like the, that's like the highest one in the, in the lineup, but, uh, man, feel free in the last year, they, they launched the new lure series. That is a V2, the version two. Um, and they upgraded the lure 10, the 10 foot, there's a lure 10, 11, five and 13, five and a tandem and a lure series. They upgraded the, uh, 10 and 11. Um, and the 10 is now sonar pod. So you can put a pedal drive in it. It's rudder ready, um, which was a limitation before. So now the whole lure family grew and evolved. Um, the big fish, the three waters, I mean, that's the sister company for feel free. Three waters has that new big fish 108 that I've been testing out lately. And it's just it's a new, it's a, it's a new sleeker, um, way more affordable, um, entry level pedal drive. And it's just, that thing is heavy and bulky, but it's one of the most comfortable things I've been into. So feel free. has got a pretty good lineup right now on the top end. Um, but they also have the bottom end covered. They have the Moken series. Um, they have the, the 10 footer that's coming out. They have the 12 footer that just came out the V the V2, which is a higher up seat in the Moken. Um, that one retails only at like seven ninety nine for a 12 and a half foot kayak that you could stand wow. in and it's under 70 pounds or under, I think it's 72 pounds, something like that. Um, and that thing is just, I mean, that's going to be my throw around. Like I need to drag through the woods boat, but it's still stable enough to take on anything. Um, so right. they, they have the middle ground covered with the Moken series and the lure series. Um, the lures, I, I would say it goes Dorado, um, lure series, um, Moken series, as far as like, you know, high end and feature rich, you know? Um, and then you get down to, um, they have a lower end series that's a more entry level and more recreational. And then they have another sister company called SeaStream, which is like sit inside kayaks. And there's a new English series. Like there's some other cool stuff coming out. So like feel free is a really cool company that 
that sees the market and they, they diversify, you know, it's like a spider, you have eight legs. So if one leg isn't doing as great, you have seven other ones to carry you. So, um, you know, they're a really strong brand by, by spreading out like that. So they can reach any kind of angler, whether your first kayak you've ever gotten, or you want the highest end kayak in the market, you know, they've got something that fits everybody. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, um, Feel Free has been a company that I've seen a lot of people who first step into kayak fishing and a lot of people that I know locally here have gotten into a Feel Free first and then they went to another company. Um, you know, like for whatever reasons, I have really no idea. You know, that's our own personal choice. But, you know, like I think what you had mentioned with Feel Free being like a whitewater first kind of company is kind of, you know, what you see along with Jackson and they keep, they keep making sure that they are out there meeting the masses. Like, you know, like they, they're trying to hit those price points and make everybody, you know, available basically to get in these boats. It's pretty cool. Like, you know, it's, it's cool to see companies do that. Cause you know, there's a few companies out there that, you know, it's, it's high end. You know, and even their low yep. end is still pretty high end. And, you know, uh, it's just it's cool to see that they they stay conscious about, you know, what what people need and what they can afford and try to keep, you know, keep these products where people can afford them and get them and keep growing the sport, you know. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's it's a beautiful thing. I, I love this community. Uh, it's got its ups and downs, obviously. But I think with companies like Feel Free, it really kind of keeps a positive note and that, you know, they're just aware, you know, and I think that's really important. So, well, what people don't realize, too, is Feel Free's they're they're a big company as far as presence, um, but they're a small company as far as leadership. Um, Like their office is literally like walking into a like a group of friends hanging out. I mean, right. it literally, it's, they're, they're, they're all like, they're all family. They've all known each other. Most of them work together for, you know, 20 years. They work together in the whitewater industry together at different companies even. And, um, you know, they, they're very loyal people and that translates to how they treat their customers and their dealers too, is they're, they're such a loyal, like if you have a product break, like if you have a feel free, let's say a lure and one of your like latches breaks off, like just wear and tear, you abuse it or you store it wrong and it breaks off or it comes in with a crack on anything. If you email their customer service, it's two guys that run the customer service, great guys, like some of the coolest people. And they just usually will just be like, hey, we'll send you a new one for free. No questions asked. Like, don't like just give us your address. Don't worry about it. You'll have it in a couple of days. Like, don't worry. And they'll send you an extra one usually or something too. Like they go above and beyond. And yeah. that's something that that company has stuck with. And, you know, I've been using Feel Free for four years now. And every time I meet the guys at the office and, and I go out to North Carolina and see those guys or I see them at a show somewhere, um, it's just like seeing family again. They're all you know, super relaxed, great guys. They just want to help people. They just want to make sure everyone's enjoying themselves on the water. And, you know, that carries over to what I do too, and my vision and my morals. And that's why we were such a good fit together. But, um, you know, they're, they're, people forget, like you can call them and talk to them. Like you can talk to the people that run the company on the phone and they respond to your emails. They respond to your Facebook posts. They watch everything on Facebook and social media and they answer people. And, you know, they're just such a cool, like family feel to that company. And I know a lot of brands are like that too, but you know, I just want people to make sure they realize like feel free is still like they're a big company, but you know, there's, there's less than, you know, 10 guys that run the company at the office that you can talk to at any moment. Right. Right. That's awesome, man. So what we're going to do is we're going to get Mike's opinions or what Mike would choose for certain types of water that he's going to get in a kayak. So, and fish. And remember, this so, is my opinion, guys. It doesn't yeah. mean it's black and white. Like it has <laughs> to be this way. Everyone's different. Everyone's body type is different. So I'm just going to give you my opinion. 
feel free might be like mike that was awesome dude you got everybody in a dorado (laughs) (laughs) small skinny rivers and you need a light boat dorado (laughs) dorado (laughs) so all right what are you going to choose for let's say big lake something like i know you're up north let's say you're hitting the great lakes you're getting lake michigan today what are you going to put yourself in so <laughs> you're probably gonna be mad at me for these answers because there's not a simple answer for them. So if I'm going on Lake Michigan and salmon fishing, for example, cause I just did that not too long ago. Um, the Dorado is amazing for that because it's the biggest boat. I mean, it's just, it's literally like you're in a bass boat. It's, it's got the electric option on it, which I have on mine. It's got pedal drive. It's got everything I need to cover big water. Um, but I will say I've taken the lure um, series out on big water for years and they're a little bit more maneuverable and more manageable than the Dorado. So if it's like a, a iffy day weather wise, I'm taking the Dorado. I, I want the extra weight, the extra size around me, the extra plastic around me. Um, if it's going to be like a pretty calm day and I need to cover more ground and um, I, I can manage using a lure, I'd rather use a lure series for that because it's smaller, easy to manage and maneuvers quicker um, it doesn't have all the bells and whistles, but I don't need it for that specific kind of trip. Um, so, and again, if I'm at night, then I'm gonna use a Dorado cause the built-in lighting. So there's kind of like a, it's going to be a bigger boat, either a Lua yeah. 35 or a uh, Dorado. All right. How about, <laughs> how far up North do you live? Uh, I'm only about 45 minutes North of Detroit. So I'm not, I'm Southeast. Okay. So, but you know, Burt Lake, right? Oh yeah. How about, how about a lake like that? So a lake like that, and that's that's a cool example because in Michigan, um, well, and Ohio, the Midwest, we have small inland lakes. We have inland lakes that are less than a thousand acres. Which down south, people are like, "Wait, that's not a lake; it's a pond." I'm like, "No, it's we have lakes." So, uh, um, for that kind of atmosphere, that's why I normally fish like a lake like that. It's a it's a larger size inland lake. Um, that's where I would bring out um, either my Three Waters Big Fish series um, kayaks, like the the Big Fish 10, um, 108 pedal drive. Or I'd bring out the lure series because it's smaller, more manageable. I can get through the canals easier. Um, I can get through the smaller, uh, you know, there, there's some spots on lakes, like inland lakes, where you, you don't want a big, heavy kayak because you want to be able to move quickly. You want to be able to do sharp turns. You want to fit into spots. Um, the Dorado is still maneuverable. It still moves, but it's definitely, it's a big boat. So um, I would definitely be in the, probably the lure, probably the lure 13.5 for, for the bigger inland lakes. All right, cool. Yeah, I would, I would kind of agree. And you know what? You're starting to see like a little bit of a trend, especially with tournament guys, that those big boats aren't always your best option, especially if you're fishing a tournament and you're wanting to get from point A to point B fairly quickly, that you're seeing some people kind of downsize. That's, you know, the length and width of their boats so they can, you know, they can get there quick because obviously it's going to be a lot easier to pedal something that's like 90, 90 pounds to 100 pounds versus 140 to you know even 170 when you got all your gear loaded up yeah so yeah i would have to agree that would be a good choice for for a lake like that now uh say you're gonna hit the river to uh, give me a river that you got in michigan that you like uh so I, i'm not a big river fisherman I, I i'm not smart enough to fish rivers so i fish rivers but i it's literally like i start calling people like i start <laughs> i start calling like the river guys like you know i start calling like you know a friend of mine jeremy crow or he's like the river champion up here so um or drew gregory or someone that knows rivers and i'll get their advice and but for a river as far as kayak goes um if, it, if it's a crazy fast moving river i just don't i don't i'm not smart enough to go in those yet i i don't want to get you know, injured or in a bad spot. So um, I don't go in crazy rivers, but up here there's uh the Huron river is a good one. It's wide, it's slower. Um, there's a lot of lakes that connects to you. So the Huron river is one I fish a lot up here, um, especially the mouths of the lakes. 
And uh, when I'm fishing a river at all, I want to make sure I'm using something that's not going to uh, put me in danger. And and when I say that, I mean I don't usually use a pedal drive um, if I know I'm going to be in shallow spots in rivers because I don't want the current to push me into something. The pedal drive hits and flips me over or pins me against something. Um, so I usually don't bring a pedal drive. Um, and I also want something that's light, that's maneuverable, something that's easy to turn and spin in circles if I need to in a hurry or, um, you know, something that's manageable. So that's where I would use the Moken series. The Moken 12, um, especially the new V2, the version 2, it's got a higher up seat in it and it's got a better platform for standing. And it's just it's seriously one of the coolest boats. Um, I just took it out not too long ago and I was so impressed by, I got up and started rocking. I did a video on YouTube. I started rocking it back and forth and I was like, man, this thing is, and it looks like it's like, it's skinnier than my shoulders. Like it looks skinny, like compared to what I'm used to, but, um, that's definitely my river boat. Like that's going to be the boat that I'll be in the rivers. If I'm in a deep river, I'll use a, I'll use, you know, a pedal drive or something. But, um, if I'm in shallow spots, man, that Moken is just a river machine. It's fast. It's nimble. It's light. It's like 72 pounds for a 12 and a foot, 12 and a half foot kayak. Um, and it's in a paddle so fast. Like a thing feels like lightning compared to what I'm used to with the bigger boats. <laughs> so, so I'd say the Moken uh, 12.5 would be my answer for rivers. Yeah. Now, do you hit up any small creeks, anything like that in kayaks? Um, I do, but a lot, I get out a lot. Like if I do a small creek, I'll get out and, and walk. Like I, I, yeah. I don't know why, but it like something about like, that's what kind of drew me into kayaking in general too, over boating. And it made me sell my boats when I got my kayaks is I like being able to go to spots like that. And feel like I'm more nature, you know, it's like, like I'm more part of nature and being able to walk and feel the water hit your feet the whole time. Like, yeah. I don't know, it's just something about that. So when I do small creeks, I usually I'll get to them in a kayak cause usually they're connected to bigger rivers or something, but I'll get out and just put a leash around my waist and drag my kayak or I'll park it on the beach and on the shore and just go. Um, but there's a couple that I, I floated in, but you know, for the most part, they're all, the kayaks will hit after I get like an inch deep in one spot and I'll just be like, yeah, I'll leave it there. You know? Yeah. That's kind of how I am, too. Uh, I mean, that's a lot of our rivers in my area around here in Dayton, Ohio, tend to be on the smaller side. We have several small ones that connect and make a bigger river. But even then, it, when it starts to get low in the summertime, you spend so much time dragging. But then you kind of start realizing you're like, oh, I need to fish this spot. But it's not exactly kayak friendly to set up anywhere. You you still end up moving around a lot, even in areas that you think are kind of slack water and you find yourself drifting out of position. So a lot of times it's just best to jump out, beach the kayak and, you know, fish from the, the uh, rock bars or whatever you found, you know? Yep. So uh, we got that covered, man. Let's go ahead and talk about the pedal drive system. Um, I know it's called the overdrive system. And yep. uh, in your opinion, how does it compare to the other ones that are on the market right now? Um, so, you know, almost every brand has a pedal drive now. So it's a, it's a pretty cool time and it's also an oversaturated time. Like there's so many options and, um, I don't think there's a bad pedal drive out there anymore. Um, I haven't ran into one that I thought was bad, but there's definitely trade-offs for different styles and everything like that. So, um, the feel free pedal drive, uh, it's called the overdrive system. Um, it, it's, it's really unique because it has the option to be able to add an electric motor that's integrated into it. You're not attaching something on top of it around it. it actually slides right in the middle of it and it's it's incredible the way it's pre-set up for it um it's, it's very similar to every other prop drive as far as how it sits in the water and how it's used um but the benefit is the um, inclusion of the motor system the option so you can always add the motor system anytime you want um, and i like that it's all cast aluminum the whole overdrive is cast aluminum 
I've had mine for um, about two years. I've had that same pedal drive. I've ran it into oyster beds in Texas. I've ran into mangrove trees. I've ran it into rocks and even on purpose sometimes. I've never had a problem with it. It just hits and it'll stop you if it has to stop you. I've never broken a prop off even, which I'm shocked. I haven't done that yet. Um, so it's a super durable drive. It's not it's not all plastic. And I like that. I like the rigidness of it. You know, I like it is heavy and, it, and it's not the it's not the quiet. It's not whisper quiet, but um, I don't think the fish care, you know, outboards are allowed to. So, um, I don't know. I think the, the feel free one is cool. It's got its own unique stuff to it. Um, but it definitely it's, it's, it's a prop drive. So it does all the same stuff a normal prop drive does. It's just a little bit more durable in my opinion. And I love the motor integration. That's so cool that they did that. Yeah. It's a smart idea. Um, and it does go in reverse, right? Like you don't okay. have to switch anything. You just forward and then pedal backwards. Yep. And that's the cool part about when people are choosing between prop drives and fin drives. I always tell them the same thing. I'm like, if you're doing a lot of shallow, like you're always hitting shallow spots, fin drives are going to be a little bit more reliable for you because you can alternate the fins and, and put them up, you know? Um, but if you're doing mostly just like, you know, open water and that's what you do mostly, prop drives going to be better for you because you can have a little bit more in the water. Your props in the water almost acts like a, like a weighted keel almost. So you get a little bit more stability when you're moving um, with waves and wind and stuff. And it's also instant reverse. I mean, you pedal forward, you pedal backwards and it's, and just the way my knees are and this isn't scientific or anything, but I have really bad knees from playing hockey for 30 something years already. So I like the circular motion of pedals more than the higher impact of the fins, kind of like a treadmill versus an elliptical, you know? Right. Um, so I like the lower impact of the pedaling. It just feels better on my legs too. Um, so there's pros and cons and different uses for both, but the feel-free overdrive has been absolutely amazing. And it's been one of the biggest keys to what I do for a living because I can't film or fish while I'm paddling. So um, yeah. the overdrive has been amazing. So I want you to kind of go in a little bit of more detail about the E-Drive system because I was kind of under a misconception that it wor sort of worked like what Jackson's E-Drive is going to do where you take the upper unit that has the pe you know pedals connected to it and then you drop an electric. But you said that it's actually integrated within the unit and your pedals are still going to be there, correct? Yeah, so when you buy the overdrive, and I wish I like – I, I wish I could have went outside and got mine on my trailer and brought it in and just been like here. Um, cause it, it, it you guys got to look us up online just go on to uh, feelfreeus.com and you guys can see the pictures and videos on it so you can understand it. Um, but there's like a insert in the middle of it that when you buy it, the pedal drive is like a plastic insert and with a little rubber cover on it. It's like a little storage bin for tools and you know, your wallet, your keys, whatever you want. Um, that pops out and it's, it's literally the size of like, um, like a, I don't know, like a Gatorade bottle. Like it's, it's not that big. It's like this big and it's, you know, that big around and, uh, you slide that out. The motor is that exact size and it's got a screen in the front tells you your amperage, your RPMs, um, your battery life. And you click that in. And once it, it clicks all the way in, there's spider gears in the back of the pedal drive that it clicks into and it disengages your pedals. So once your motor clicks all the way in, then your pedals just free spin. So you can use them as footrests if you want, you know, just that's what I usually do. Put my feet on for footrest and they just, they free spin. They don't do anything. They disengage the gear. Um, and then you have a remote that's uh, already pre-wired and attached to the motor and it goes, it's got a dial to go variable speed, um, like one amp pulling one amp is like one mile an hour. So like one and a half miles an hour is trolling speed usually for me for like musky and stuff. Um, and then it goes up to 24 amps it can pull, which is about five miles an hour. Um, so, um, it's got forward and reverse on the, it's got a switch, like a toggle, like a forward and reverse on the motor, on the remote. So you can go forward and backwards, like very easily and quickly. And then if you pull the, push the tabs on the side of the motor and pull it out like a half inch, it locks into that position. 
when it locks into that position, your motor is disengaged, your pedals re-engage, and you can go back to pedaling. So nice. like you can literally like seamless and like people look at me like I'm an alien when I do this sometimes, but I'll use the motor to get to my spot and just like relax and like, you know, go on my phone and look at the map and stuff of where I'm going and like, or watch my GPS or like whatever I'm doing. Like I can like pretty much get some work done while I'm going to my spot and just yeah. like sit back and I just steer with my rudder and call it a day. I get to my spot. I pull the motor out. I'm still moving. I never stop moving. I'm still moving. I pull, disengage the motor. The pedals work, and I'm just go. Like I turn nice. the motor off. I disengage it, and just I just start pedaling. And then I'm just like slowly, quietly get into my. It's like a boat. Like you come in, you like slow down to a no wake speed and idle into your fishing spot. Then you turn the motor off and go to your trolling motor and troll around. Same thing in this kayak is in my Dorado is. I'll fly in, I'll stop, I'll slow down, start pedal speed and get around my fishing spot where I need to go. And I'll be discreetly in my little spot and start fishing. So the motor is just, and then when I'm done, I do it in reverse. Like if I'm tired from fishing all day and I'm worn out or the weather system comes in, I need to get out the water quick or, you know, I don't want to pedal in the rain or something. I just hit my motor and put my feet up and relax and just, just go, you know, it's just like, (laughs) it's super cool, dude. I I love the motor integration. It's just, it's such a cool idea, man. It just, you know, everyone, everyone complains about it being loud and it's like, it's a motor, man. It's like, it's aluminum. It's going to be a little bit loud. Um, but you're not trying to sneak up. I mean, outboards loud, you know, you're not trying to sneak right. up on fish with a motor. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, if you're, I mean, though, if you're utilizing the motor while you're fishing, really kind of the most really important thing that you're going to be doing, it would be for trolling. Like you said, if you're musky fishing or something of that nature, but I think also when you're fishing like that, you got enough line out to kind of get away from the, you're getting away, you're lower away from the boat anyway. So, oh yeah. You I mean, know, when you and, I mean, the boat, you have an outboard, you have a kicker motor or an outboard motor. So yeah, it's, it's not louder and, than that. <laughs> yeah. It's where those are way louder. So, <laughs> and if people are getting, uh, you know, bit with a, a big boat, you know, trolling around, you're going to get bit with your kayak, if not more probably. So, oh yeah, I've never had a problem. I mean, I've, I've done underwater videos at boat shows where I'm in a pool with my overdrive motor and there's trout swimming next to the prop. Like they, I mean, they could care less. It's not like they're not used to hearing noises, you know, it's like, right. You know, they're fish. So what do you think the uh, top speed that you're reaching in your Dorado is? Uh, the fast I've ever gotten, it was right around five miles an hour. That's pretty good. Um, it's That's not a big boat too. Yeah, it's not bad at all, but it's in the right conditions. I mean, it's like glass, the wind at my back, most likely. Um, you know, I didn't have all of my gear loaded up that day. Probably like that's a fast that I've got. My average is probably about four to four and a half. The way I have my, I mean, I have a lot of weight in my kayak right now, though. So, yeah. like with me, with me in it, my kayak is probably say close to three hundred. Yeah, when you carry a lot of camera gear. So. Yeah, well, it's, it's all my gear. It's uh, yeah. I have a 45-pound battery right now because I'm waiting for uh, my lithium battery to show up. And, uh, I mean, that 45-pound battery alone just adds so much. My my crate in the back with all my tackle in it for a full day is another 25 pounds. And, you know, yeah. then, you know, it just it, it adds up quick. I mean, that, that boat's not fun to move on land when it's fully loaded, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I see you uh, – you're – Maybe I'm not sure if you're partnered with them, but I did see you post about Dakota Lithium. What's your uh, opinion so far? Yeah, so I've been using Dakota Lithium, um, their um, little power box and their 10 amp hour lithium for about a year now. Um, I don't, I don't work with them. They're not, they're not sponsoring me or any way or like that. Um, I'm completely unbiased. I just wanted to try their stuff out. Um, I've been really impressed. I mean, I used, I used their power pack for camping, and it's got USB ports on it and lights on it. I mean, things so cool. Um, I used it for camping when I was salmon fishing up in Lake Michigan. And it was, I mean, we had like three of us were charging our phones off of it for two days and using a light to walk around the LED lights on it to walk around the campsite. 
Um, I brought it with me in my kayak for an extra phone charger. We brought it in the truck and we we're charging camera batteries and the thing never got even below half power, like after yeah. the whole trip. So, um, and it charged back up. I mean, I, I've had zero problems and I've, and I've left those lithium batteries in my trailer in the, during the winter time already and came back and used them and they were fine. Like I'm blown away with how good they are. And, um, you know, Dakota is a great, a great brand. I, I promote them as a customer. I promote them because it's a legit brand that I think helps people. And it's yeah. a product that can make people's lives easier. So I, they're not one of my sponsors or anything at this moment. But, I mean, if you're listening, Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to agree, man. I uh, I went from rocking two 12-amp SLAs in a battery box that weighed close to 26 pounds. And, oh. you know, but what I was trying to accomplish was to be able to go – camping for the weekend and use my fish finder, do the same kind of stuff, plug my phone in, charge what we needed to charge and not worry about recharging. Cause a lot of times, you know, you may be going somewhere that power is limited or you're not, they don't have any power, but whether it's like, you know, a campsite, you know, in the woods next to a river, whatever. So that's why I went that big, but I ended up leaving that thing at home all the time. Cause it weighed 26 pounds. You know, I'm like, I don't even want to carry it. Don't want to carry it. I'll leave Dude, it. I have one like that too, and I leave it in my truck. I try yeah. to make sure charge when I go somewhere. I make sure it's fully charged, but it's got like an air compressor built on the back. It's got a, a jump cables on it. It's got like <laughs> USB ports and it's got like a flexible flashlight attached to it. And it's like, it weighs like 30 pounds, but it's like the, it jumps every, I mean, it's a, it's an amazing battery. I use it for, yeah. I mean, I can use it for five days straight charging everything and it doesn't, it's got outlets on it too, but it's, it's, it's cool. It's good for shows and stuff for like trade shows too, but. Yeah, I, I picked yeah. up a new Dakota and the, the weight difference is just amazing. Like I went from rocking 26 to six pounds and I'm like, dude, this thing, because I ended up getting the Vortex. Well, I, I had an issue with a wiring harness on there and like Dakota, no questions asked, replaced it. And then actually they were like, you know what? We want to send you the 23 amp battery. If you want, send, you know, use the Vortex till the new get battery gets there and we're phasing it out. So go ahead and see when you get the other battery, send the other one back. So I just got the other one like a couple of days ago, a few days back, uh, rewired it in my uh, battery box. I'm getting ready to send that Vortex back to them. But, you know, that company's pretty awesome, man. Their customer service is top notch. You oh, know, yeah, they're, they're, they're great. Yeah. So what do you think, uh, what battery are you going to be rocking for the uh, overdrive? And what do you think is the, like on a standard, like not pushing max speed, how long do you think you'll be getting out of that motor? So right now I use a 50 amp hour gel battery. Um, stupidly heavy. I don't recommend it. It's so heavy. Um, and it's a 50 amp hour. So if I'm pulling 24 amps at full speed, I get about two hours um, full speed, um, you know, depending on water conditions and stuff like that. Um, trolling, I get about 20 hours because I troll it like between one and three amps or one and two amps. So, um, and it tells you on the front of that motor on the overdrive, it tells you like how many amps you're pulling. So that kind of gives you an idea of like, you can, it tells you your battery life too, but you can kind of project your battery life based off of your amps you're pulling. So, um, I'm, I'm supposed to be getting the, uh, 52 amp hour, um, from Dakota. Um, I'm just waiting. I'm, I hope I'm just waiting for it to ship at this point. Um, but the 52 amp hour should get me the same life. But being a lithium and being a higher quality battery, I think I'll get a little bit extended use out of it. And I think it's going to hold a charge a little bit easier and longer, too. Um, the lead acid battery, if it's cold out, it just drains it automatically where the lithium is a little bit more stable. 
Um, so I th- and, and it's got 11 year warranty. I mean, that's the craziest part, dude. Dakota's got 11 year warranties. Yeah, it's like that. That's insane to me. Like 11 years. Like I've never heard of a battery having more than like four years. Like I just got new batteries <laughs> for my diesel truck, and there's two of them in a diesel. And there's only a three-year warranty on them, and they died in, like right at three years, and it was like 400 bucks to get new batteries. And I was like, man, these battery companies. And then like literally the same day, I see Dakota make a post about the 11 year. As I posted the other day, I was like, the 11 year warranty. I was like, man, this is why I promote this company. Like, yeah, how awesome is that? You could have a Dakota battery take a crap on you in two or three years, and they're gonna warranty it for you. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's a good. I mean, it's a protect your investment. They're not cheap batteries. It's you, you're paying for what you're getting, but. Um, 11 year warranty is sick, man. So I'll be using a 52 amp hour and you know, I should be able to get it. I, I'm going to honestly project that I should be able to get about two and a half hours instead of two hours. I might get, I think I'm gonna get an extra half hour out of that battery. Yeah. Is it, um, set up as a 12 or 24 volt system in the overdrive or the E drive? Uh, it's a 12 volt. Um, 12 it's volt. called the, it's called the, over, so it's called the overdrive motor. Motor. Um, and the okay. drive, it's called the overdrive. I like, I, I, I'm not, it's, it's always confusing. I'm like, okay, the overdrive, like wait, the electric or I'm like, yeah, like the overdrive system so yeah. <laughs> it just has a motor <laughs> yeah it just has a motor it's like the, the overdrive motor yeah so i feel in my kind of opinion of feel free i've always like we were talking about earlier that i think it's a very innovative kayak company um, there's a lot of things that they have or have done in the past that's kind of really set them apart in my opinion and one of them that has always really stood out is the wheel and the keel system um i i have a lot of respect for that idea and i also rip my buddy apart nate um he has you know obviously one in the in his lower 13 and a half and i call it old squeaky because he doesn't like uh he doesn't get it like you know, maintenance the way you should probably do it. So and so squeals the whole time. Uh, oh yeah. It's just like squeak, 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 squeak. And then faster he moves the, you know, the frequency <laughs> increases, but yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, every time we go somewhere, I can hear him across the parking lot and I always laugh and he's like, shut up, man. At least I, I don't have to strap on something. I'm worried about it falling off. I'm like, you got me there, man. So yeah. you got you convenience know, there, but yeah, you got to maintain. I always spray mine with a, a spray bottle of water. Um, just because it gets sand in it is a thing. It's like it gets sand up in there and then it just started. I mean, I've never worn through one. I replaced one one time because I thought I was going to have to. And I was like, when I took it apart, I was like, oh, it looks like it's brand new still. Like I didn't realize that like <laughs> they're just hard plastic. They don't really take, they don't really wear out that often. So yeah, uh, yeah that wheel is incredible, man. There, So there's like, I'll be brutally honest. There's one downfall to that wheel or two downfalls to that wheel. One is it's a uni wheel. So you get the wheelbarrow effect. So it, it wants to do this the whole time. So to keep it plain, you have to use two hands, um, which isn't that big of a deal. I just, I, I push my kayak instead of pulling it. So I, it's easier and I'm just like holding like this and then walking. Um, the other thing is if you hit loose sand, then you're just dragging a kayak. I mean, if you hit yeah. loose sand, it just, it'll, it'll stop that wheel. Um, but if you use it in the right application, that wheel has been like one of the best things in the world to me too, because loading kayaks by myself, I'm not a big guy, you know, I'm five foot five, I'm 155 pounds. So I'm not a big dude. So having to move, I use the tandem, the lure tandem for a full year. That's all I used for a full year by myself with the electric motor and battery and everything on it. And that's a 15 foot boat that I moved around by myself. And it was literally only because I had the wheel in it. I was able to roll it um, up to my trailer or my truck, I was able to put the nose up and then just pick it up and slide it up and call it a day. And then when I was done, when I was, un- when I was unloading it, I just put the wheel on the ground and let it roll out. 
Um, yeah. And that going going from like I can't pick it up and put a cart underneath it. You know what I mean? Like it's too big of a boat. Same thing with the Dorado. Like that Dorado, there's no way I'm picking up a 12 foot, 125 pound boat by myself to put a cart underneath it. It would take me hours. You know? Yeah. So um, it, it's not something I can do by myself. So I always tell people like that wheel is your ticket to get from the to get through the parking lots, to get down the boat launch, to get through like hard dirt or grass. Um, that's like the it's the biggest say, and it doesn't wear out your kayak. You know what I mean? Like you're not wearing yeah. out a skid plate. You're not dragging on the hull. Like you're just, you're rolling it on a wheel and it gets, there's no drag in the water from it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's an awesome thing, man. It was one of the coolest things that I've seen a kayak company do. And it sounds so stupid. It's just like, oh, you put a built-in wheel. And it's like, you know, it's so simple. It's one of those things where it's like, you don't realize how much you needed it until you have it. Right. And it, it was hilarious because Nate would be like, he'd, he'd be ready way before I was like, you know, he, He's always kind of had everything loaded up, jumps off the trailer, throws it down. He's in the water. And then he looks at me and he's like, I got to help you carry that stupid thing, don't I? And I'm like, yep, come on over, man. <laughs> you know, and uh, so, I, but I've always been jealous of it. I'm like, man, I just, I would love to have that feature, you know? And there's, a, you know, there's obviously options out there as far as carts or whatnot, but, you know, it's just, it's really smart thinking on Fuel Free's part to just be like, you know what, let's solve a problem, you know, and let's put yeah, this I in the boat. Cart. I use a cart for like the Dorado if I'm going long distance. Like if I'm using a big boat like the Dorado, it still gets heavy if I'm going like, you know, across a huge area. Um, yeah. You know, again, I'm not a big enough dude to like, you know, carry that thing for four miles or anything. So I use a, I use a sea tug for like the longer trips or if I'm going through snow or like loose sand or mud, I'll put the sea tug on there and it's super easy then. Um, but the built-in wheel is like, like I said, it's your ticket, in the parking lot or hard packed grass or your backyard, um, you know, going down a boat ramp, pulling it out of the boat ramp. You're just saving all your, your, your haul life. You know, you're not dragging it anywhere. Right. So, would you have any other like innovative things that really stand out for feel free in your opinion? Um, I mean, honestly, yeah. And every, and every boat, there's something that I think unique in my opinion. I think every kayak, has, every brand has that where there's something unique on each boat. And like the Dorado has the built-in lighting and the pre-wired, uh, pre-wired fish finder wires and accessory wires. And um, it's got switches to control your lighting and USB ports. I mean, it's the first kayak to do all that. Um, so that's unique on the Dorado, the overdrive system, having the electric motor options unique on all the pedal drive um, optional boats. Um, the Moken has the the platform the Moken's on with the higher up seat is unique for for that too. So I mean, every, I think every boat Feel Free has has some unique options, but Feel Free is definitely has the wheel that they're known for, um, the comfort and stability they're known for. But the seat is probably, I mean, if you guys haven't sat in the gravity seat yet, which is on the lures, come standard on all the lure series and on the Dorado series. Uh, if you haven't sat in one of those things, man, lift that thing all the way up and take a seat in it at a demo or a boat show or something. And it, it's just like. Even if it's not the kayak for you, it doesn't fit what you need. Just sit in that seat just so you can feel it because it's amazing. <laughs> like it sits up, so it's the highest seat on the market, so it goes up higher than any other seat. So I get to sit at almost full 90 degrees. And again, I'm a shorter guy, but I get to sit almost full 90 with my knees, so I can stand up super easy. I can get in and out really, really easy. It's like getting off the couch for me, you know. So yeah. it's like, it's perfect. And I and I've seen guys that are like six foot three, six foot four do the same thing, and they're just like, wow, I can stand up easier. And I'm like, well, yeah, you're you know, like 10 inches off the deck. I mean, it's like, you're pretty much standing up already. I mean, it's awesome. So yeah. I think the seat and the the height and it goes down lower than any other seat too. It goes all the way down flat to the deck. Um, and it goes in 10 positions all the way up and down. So I really think that the seat for feel free is like the most important thing that people need to realize the comfort. I stand on top of the seat and fish most of the time. 
Um, the stability, the comfort, and the functionality of that seat is just unmatchable. The wheel is a close second, though. Yeah, my friend Nate, he's you know we he's been we've been paddling together for probably a good four years, and something that always stood out was how like we had mentioned before how stable it was. But also something that really impressed me with the lower thirteen and a half was how like durable the front end of that boat is he will like roll up to the bank stand up and just walk right off the front of that boat no problem yeah i mean not a problem at all he fishes sitting right on the front of end of it all the time it's pretty cool yeah well that boat's got the extra like a cutting board storage area and i always tell everybody that that's also a standing platform because it is you can stand on that and fish and i do it all the time when i have my when i have my 13.5 still and yeah, man, that, I, I never walk on the water on my kayaks. I always tell people that. I'm like, every boat I have, the Mokin, the Lure, um, I have a Lure 11.5, I have the Mokin 12.5, I have a Big Fish 108, I have a Big Fish 120, I have the Feel Free Dorado, um, I have the Tandem at 13.5 too. Um, all those boats, I walk across the front when I get in them. And when I get out of them, I walk across the front. And they don't they don't tip. I mean, if you walk dead center on any kayak, um, you can pretty much do that. But the Feel Free ones are just, they're so darn stable, man. Like, you know, and you lose a little bit of speed and maneuverability with the bigger stable boats and any any boat, like any bigger boat, you trade that off. If you want fast, you want super skinny and long. If you want maneuverable, you want skinny and short. If you want comfort and stability, you want fat and long. Like, you want just this barge. And, right. you know, Feel Free's got all those options, man. And it's just, it's cool that they're, they're boats at every level, even their Moken series, that can walk across the tip of it to get on and off of it and not even feel, like, nervous. Yeah. My first Dude, time I, would- I did that. Yeah, I uh, always kind of freak out. I'm like, he's like, you should try on yours. I'm like, dude, have you seen the Jackson front hatch? I'm like, dude, that thing looks like it could just snap off the instant I look at it. So, I mean, yeah, I'm not walking on that's it. That's a great boat, though, too, man. That Kuza, that's that's like one of my favorite boats for, like, uh, fast-moving water, though, like fast rivers. That Kuza is a cool boat, man. Like, the Jackson, you can stand up in that boat. It moves. It's it's fast. It's maneuverable. I think it doesn't have, like like you said, if you're going for, like, stability to stand on and walk around on, that's not what the boat's made for. You know, yeah. it's just it's just not what it's, it's not in its wheelhouse. But if you were racing the two boats, I would, you know, I think the Jackson's faster. You know, it's made, yeah. it's made for that faster moving, more maneuverable, more maneuverable water, so. Yeah, it does real well in the river. It turns real well. It tracks good in rivers it you know it's stable enough to stand in even if you're you know you're it's comfortable like as far as even standing while you're actually in the moving water um but it lacks it's kind of weird you get in like open water man and that thing is a little hard to get going like it's you can tell the whole the whole design is completely basically kind of in a sense really aimed at a river system as opposed to lakes not that you can't do it it's just a little bit more of a struggle you know that thing though cuts cuts in the river i love it in the river but you know i, I kind of learned as i started fishing lakes last year i'm like i'm kind of needing one of those nice longer bigger wider boats you know i'm carrying much more gear than what i normally do in the river so you know it's kind of the trade-off but you know it's well, it's cool that go ahead sorry go ahead. sorry no no you're all right go ahead i was gonna say there's 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 you know let's say there's there's th- two different hammers at the store even though there's way more than that. Let's say you have a framing hammer and a sledgehammer. If you need to put finishing nails up on your wall, you can use a sledgehammer, not recommended, and it's not going to be like the safest, and you might put a hole through your wall. But, I mean, yes, you can get away with it. So, like, yeah, you can use a Dorado in a skinny river, for example. You can do it. But you probably should use a framing hammer instead 
or right. a finishing hammer, you know, something that's made for it. And that's yeah. that's how I always describe all the different kayak brands is I think every it's really cool. The market we're in right now, it's, it's, it's kind of oversaturated in a way, but the major players still have their niches. You know, like I feel I feel like every brand can do everything and anyone could use any brand. There's no like kayak that's bad anymore. I think everyone's got something to offer and someone that like there's no perfect kayak, but it's a perfect kayak for everybody. And right. And, and and there's certain kayaks that are made for certain things, you know what I mean? So I think, you, like I said, you could take a Jackson in the ocean. You could take it, you, I, I, you could take it anywhere you want, but it's not. I don't think it's 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 made for that. Like I don't think it's it, it doesn't shine in that category compared to a river. A river, I would I you know I'd rather be in the Mokin for feel free, or I'd be in a Jackson, you know, for a fast yeah. movie. So you know they all have their trade offs, and they're and that's the thing people need to realize is that. You need to use the right tool for the right job. And that's why when people are like, oh, well, I want to get this boat because you have it. I'm like, don't get it because I have it. Like, right. can you haul it? Can you store it? Can you afford it? Can you yeah. carry it yourself? Can like, what are you fishing? Are you fishing? I had a guy message me the other day that said he fishes Tippy Dam, which is northern Michigan. And it's like a fast moving river with a dam system and everything. there's rocks and boulders and it's all salmon and stuff like that. And I was like, you don't want a pedal drive, period. First thing I'm like, you're going over boulders nonstop and you're fast moving water. He's like, oh, but I want the same boat you have. I'm like, but it won't, it's not going to be good for you. Like, you're going to hate it. And you're not going to want to ever go in the water again. Right. So it's, I always tell people, like, don't get a boat because someone tells you to or because someone else has it. Get a boat that fits you and sit in it and try it. And just because it fits me doesn't mean it's going to be best for you. I'm just telling you what's best for me. I'm just showing you what what I can do with it and what I use it for. And if you're doing the same thing I'm doing and you're the same size I am and you have the same storage I have, sure, it could probably fit you perfectly too, you know? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot people need to consider, you know, and I think one of the first things like you just mentioned is what are you fishing? What are you fishing? And a lot of these kayaks, whether they're even on the small side or not, are going to be able to support the weight of, you know, bigger individuals. But, you know, you also got to take in consideration what's your height, you know, what's your center of gravity? What what kind of water are you going to be in? Do you want to pedal? Do you want to paddle? You know, are you going to, is it just fishing for you? Is it exercise? There's so many things that go into play with this and like, you know, what's your budget and, but with the oversaturation, definitely there is something for everybody and you just kind of got to kind of research it. You know, it's kayaks are getting more and more expensive. So, you know, people are kind of, they'll get the sticker shock of it, but at the same time, you got to think, Hey, I don't have to really maintain this thing like a boat. I don't have to store it like a regular boat and you know, it's, it's an affordable option, but obviously with anything, the more upgrades, the better boat, better quality to bigger boats, whatnot, it's going to, it's going to cost more money. So do your homework guys before you decide on what to do and don't pick because you know what, it looks cool what somebody else is doing or whatever. So yeah. And don't be afraid to buy your second kayak first, you know, don't be afraid if people who come to me at boat shows and go, I'm going to buy a Walmart one first. And if I like the tournament scene, then I'm going to get a better one. I'm like, you're going to do tournaments. Like you're jumping in tournaments. He goes, yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm like, you can do that in uh, in a Walmart kayak. Like if it floats, the fish don't care. I'm like, yeah. but if you want to be a little more competitive, you're going to need to be able to handle the water better and be able to handle to bring more gear. And people win tournaments all the time in a $200 kayak. I mean, you yeah. don't need to have it, but you're going to end up wanting to upgrade eventually. And if you know you're going to do that already, then do that first. Grow into your kayak. You know, yeah. it, my first fishing kayak was a Feel Free Lure 11.5, my first one. I never heard of the brand. I didn't know anything about them. I just sat in the seat at the store and said, that's it. That's what I want. I don't care if anyone told me to buy it. Nobody told me to buy that one. Everyone told me to buy all the other brands. Um, I just, it felt right for me. And I never had to upgrade. 
you know, I, I it fit Lake St. Clair, Lake Erie, Lake Michigan, rivers. It fit everything I needed. So I was like, I don't need to upgrade. So it made me want to do it more. It made me want to get on the water more often. It gave me less limitations. Um, I didn't have to say, oh, I can't do that trip because I can't bring enough gear with me. Or I didn't have to say I can't handle the waters. You know what I mean? So yeah. don't be afraid to, you know, get the second kayak first. Get the one that you know you're going to get down the road. Um, but also don't be afraid to buy a $200 kayak either because people, I mean, I you can catch fish off a dock. You don't need to, like, you know, the fish could care less what boat you're in or how much you spend on it. And if everyone else cares, then who cares? Like, it's not their problem. You're the one that's got to sit in right. it all day and pay for it. So, so. Uh, you got any uh, new ideas that feel free is working on where we, did we get any clearance? Um, so I messaged, I, I I'm trying to get clearance to, uh, to talk about some things and I didn't get it yet. Um, so I'm going to say something anyway, and I might get in trouble for it. <laughs> but, but you know what, why not? It's exciting. So, um, there's two things that I'm just going to, I'm just going to say, and I'm not going to go in depth because I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble, but, um, Feel Free has the Mokin 10 coming out, um, and it's the same as the V2 12 that I have that I'm super blown away by and impressed by, but it's a 10-foot version, and they redid the whole 10-foot version where it can now um, be rudder-ready, and it's got a better standing platform. I mean, it's like that's like a 10-foot boat that weighs under 70 pounds that is that stable is going to be a killer on the market, um, yeah. and and we're talking about like and, – and I, this is – super sketchy if I'm allowed to even talk about this, but we're talking a boat that's under 700 bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, I mean, nice. that's, that's, it's pretty cool. I think it might even be under like 600 actually, but either way, it's like a super cool boat that's coming out. It's on a, it's on its way to dealers very soon. Um, and then, uh, all I, I, I want to, I'll say this, I'll just say two words and that's all I want to say. So I don't get in trouble. Um, Johnny boats. Oh, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> If you guys don't know what Johnny Boats are, check them out. It's another feel-free subsidiary, another feel-free sister company, and they're they're making the hybrid between kayaks and boats. Like it's a kayak that has a, a transom on the back for an outboard motor, and it has optional steering, um, steerable um, electrical pod that you can actually steer while you're standing up on the stand-up bar too. Uh, so it's a super cool platform. But you guys make sure you guys keep your eye out on that too. But that's all I can really leak, and I I might if I disappear tomorrow, guys. <laughs> like if I just like vanish then you'll know what happened. <laughs> it's a conspiracy, man. <laughs> <laughs> so anything else you want to share, man? Anything you got going on on Basquatch Hunter TV? Anything coming up? Yeah, heck yeah, man. Um, dude, I'm super jacked up to share this stuff. So um, I signed a two-year cable TV contract this year. Um, so my show is going to be on the Pursuit Channel starting in April. Um, and I'm super scared and I'm nervous and I'm overwhelmed and um, anxious as all heck. But somewhere in the mix of all that, I'm really, really excited. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's you know, me and my producer um, worked really hard for this. And um, we signed a two-year cable TV deal, man. It's, like, insane. It's, like, it's seriously the most surreal thing in the world. Like, I get, like, tingles just every time I say, like, I, I've worked so hard to achieve it. And it's not even my goal. It's just another launch pad. So it's not, we're not stopping. And we're not stopping growing. We're going to keep on reaching for the stars and seeing if we can reach them or not. But, um, yeah, we're doing bigger show this year um gonna reach millions of new viewers and hopefully expose our sport to millions of new people who've never even thought a kayak was made for fishing and right. well to see the adventures we get to go on my show isn't just fishing especially this year our new format is kind of what my last few episodes have been like where it's fishing and adventure and like um 
you know, we're hiking, we're zip lining, we're doing paintball tournaments and like, we're just enjoying our trips. You know, we're, we're making our, our fishing trips into an adventure. And then we're also doing a pay it forward segment in every single episode. Um, cause I do it all year long anyway, and I love doing it. And in my 25 days of fishmas inspired so many people to give back and to do things on their own too. And I saw all these other, like, you know, people that were inspired to do things. And I was like, man, I'm going to do this more. So we're going to make it part of every episode where we can show people like creative and fun ways that we give back to everybody. And, um, you know, I've always had this thing. My, my motto since day one has been take care of the fish you catch, the water you touch and the people you meet. And I try to practice that every day I go on the water. I, I, make sure that the fish are safe and I do the best I can to make sure fish safety is key. Um, and then, you know, personal safety and everything we clean up. If we see trash anywhere, we fill up bags of garbage everywhere we go. Um, you know, we treat other anglers with respect. I offer them to try out my kayaks all the time to get them on the water. Um, and then anytime I see someone in need or someone I can help, or, you know, I donate fishing, I give people fishing gear and rods on the water. I mean, I don't know how many times I've seen a guy on the water in a boat and they're complaining they're catching nothing and I'm having like the day of my life and I'll cut my line and go here, man, here's some baits. You know what? Come to my trailer real quick. And I'll give them like three bags of Z-Man baits and go here, man, try these, use them over here. Like I love giving back to people and the more I get, the more I can give. So the show this year on the pursuit channel, it's going to be amazing. We start airing in April. We're airing 78 times in 26 weeks, dude. Wow. <laughs> like it's, You're going to be a busy man, dude. Dude, it's incredible. <laughs> like it's just, and the craziest part is here's a little secret for everybody. We haven't really started filming yet. And it airs in like two and a half months. So that there's going to be a 30 day period where I'm going to be doing nothing but filming every single day and editing. And we're, we're, we have this big team that we're assembling just to like, it's going to be, oh man, we didn't sign the contract till the end of the year, you know? So it was like a last minute, like we were negotiating for so many months and it just happened and we're like, crap, now we got no time. So, um, it's gonna be an awesome season, man. We're going to be filming all year and. Um, just make sure you guys stay tuned to Basquatch Hunter TV. There's gonna be some amazing things happening this year. I'm so excited about. Well, congratulations, man. I mean, I've I've been kind of new to following the kayak scene, uh, fishing scene, like real closely. I've been doing it for a while, but um, like the past year and a half is where I kind of started getting more involved in the you know the social media side. But you know, your your name was there at the top, man. You put in a lot of hard work, and it's cool to see what you've grown and to see you know, like it just keeps happening for you. And I, th I think that a lot of that is directly related to your basically kind of moral character of what you're talking about. I, I'm really impressed seeing you do the things like, you know, the fishmas thing and, you know, and uh, like going into Bass Pro with the cards and, you know, buying kids these gear. It's just, it's really awesome. And that's the, the that's the thing that keeps me attracted to the kayak fishing community, even with some of the negativity that does occur you are a like a nice positive refresher that just keeps coming back and keeps refreshing it and reminding everybody this is why we do this and this is why this community is so great and i think there's a lot of people that need to model themselves after what you're doing man and i just want to give you you know a huge shout out and a thank you for everything that you kind of contribute man it's it's really cool to see you grow and to see i'm excited to see how things go with pursuit it's a channel that you know i've i've watched you know, quite a few times myself. It's going to be cool seeing you on there now. Yeah, dude, I'm, I can't, I can't believe it, man. And I, I got kind of choked up with you saying all that, man. That's amazing to hear. And, and that's why I do what I do, man. I, I love, I love being able to impact people in a positive way. And, and people don't see, like people see the positive stuff that I do and they see, like, like you said, it keeps on happening for you. And like, I keep on hitting these, these goals that I'm achieving. People don't realize like in the background, it's like a duck, you know, like in the surface, it's like calm and pretty looking but on the bottom. It's just kicking its fins like crazy you know it's like it's kicking his feet like crazy and um 
you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of sacrifice and struggle and a lot of loss and a lot of, you know, a lot of things happen in, in the background to make all of this happen. So it's not, not easy. It's, it's not always fun, but it's always what I love. And I always try to stay on track no matter how rough things get sometimes, or, you know, how good things get sometimes I stay on track to always do what I started doing in the beginning. And it was to inspire people and to share why I love this so much. Um, and to try to encourage other people to do the same thing. Like my goal is to see other people get influenced by what I do and try to do it the same thing. Like I want to see more YouTube channels pop up. I want to see more people taking this seriously and being like, Hey, I want to share my love for the sport and I want to have a TV show. And like, and I help people all the time. Like I, I answer questions 24 hours a day, seven days a week of how to help. Like I don't have the answers. There's no book on this, but here's how I did it. And here's some advice. Maybe you could learn some from my mistakes. And, you know, I just want to see more pop up because at the end of the day, I don't, like my show isn't called Mike McKinstry TV. It's, you know, it's not about me. I encourage other people to be in my show and make it about other people and make it about the greater good of just, you know, just showing people that this, this sport brought so much positivity in my life. It's, it's pulled me out of so much darkness and I want to put a spotlight on the sport. So instead of uh, like, I love using this analogy. I said this at a couple of weeks ago on a podcast, but I don't want like a pinhole spotlight on me. I want a blanket spotlight on everybody that's in the entire sport. You know, yeah. there's, there's less darkness. The brighter you make that spotlight, there's less darkness. And yeah. I just want to get rid of the darkness for everybody. Like if we can make people laugh and smile and we do it for no other reason, but just to see that reaction, then what kind of world can we live in? You know what I mean? Right. Oh, so. well, thank you for everything you do. Um, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up and, you know, I look forward to having you come back, man. Um, it's going to be really awesome to see everything with Pursuit pan out. And, uh, you know, uh, just keep doing what you're doing. You know, I know everybody appreciates it. And, you know, if you ever have any, you know, any thoughts or anything you want to come back on the podcast, you know that you're always more than welcome. You, you know, he was on the OG show before. And, you know, I know Brian would love to have you back. And, you know, it's it's always exciting to talk to you, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, no, I appreciate it too, man. It makes you guys check out everything Paddle and Finn does, man. You guys are you guys do a great podcast, and uh, you know I do my podcast every week too. But it's funny, I don't listen to my own podcast. Obviously, I listen to you guys. I listen to you know I listen to podcasts that I feel like are in line with what I do and that have some great content. So you guys keep doing what you're doing too, man. And um, I'll be a guest anytime, man. You guys are one of my favorite podcasts. So all right, well, I appreciate it, Mike. And with that, we'll go ahead and sign out. Go check out the website, guys. Paddle the letter N and Finn.com. Also, check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters Rocktown Adventures, Loveland Canoe and Kayak. Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the Paddle and Fin logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water. 
In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night, floats a duck camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.